you know when you're working a night shift and it's 3 a.m. and it's like, are we drunk or delirious? I'm Emily. And I'm Hannah. And you're listening to Drunk or Delirious, a night shift podcast. I wish there was one store where I could buy all the things that I need for my shift that are all actually good quality. Wait, have you heard of Adney? No. What's Adney? Adney is a holistic marketplace for healthcare workers. Think Amazon for healthcare. Really? Ooh, so could I get like scrubs from there? Yes. What about compression socks? Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, even like cute nursing apparel? Absolutely. And they're all brands that have been vetted by healthcare workers, and some are even healthcare worker owned. Oh my God, wow. I just found the app and the website, and they have everything that you could need. And such great gifts for all of my healthcare besties. Yes. Check out the link in our bio to shop all of our Adney Faves today. That's A D N I dot C O, and head to the App Store to download the Adney app today. Hello. Hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back. How are you? Welcome back to another episode of Drunk or Delirious. Hello, Dog Squad. Remember when we used used to actually intro it that way? God, I gotta listen. It's just that I don't even remember. I don't even remember. It hurts me. Hurts me me too. I wonder if you guys can know the difference between our voices. I'm sure you do, but our longtime listeners probably do, but hello to any new listeners out there yeah hey guys what up what up we're uh we're excited to be back on our like podcasting um train i don't know what to call it like moment momentum (laughs) trying to gain momentum back up but oh my gosh yeah we were (sighs) well we just said in the the last episode that we recorded which might not be the last episode that was released depending on what order we decide to release these in but (laughs) We were just talking about how it's just been a little bit hard lately for both of us to just, you know, be consistent and everything. And in my head, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm fun employed. I'm going to have all summer off to, like, focus on the podcast. No. (laughs) But it's okay. When Hannah goes on 800 trips. (laughs) Which is amazing. 700 plans. But then there was, like. Yeah, there were more that were added a little bit last minute, but no regrets. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. which is great. Which is like, yeah, the plus of being fun employed. Like you can literally do whatever you want. So, yeah. it's great. Yeah. Um, it's but fun. yeah, with Hannah doing that, and then school started up again for me uh, a couple weeks ago. So it's just been like a shock to my system like oh shit I have to actually like read and watch lectures and do assignments and like write papers and I'm like oh okay cool um not that I don't love what I'm learning but uh uh-huh it really is yeah so yeah but here we are (laughs) here we are (laughs) <laughs> what was I going to say? I don't know if we need to reintroduce ourselves to any new listeners out there, but um, we've never done that. 
We can. Go listen to episode one. Just kidding. We'll do a new new update on on what our lives are. Never listen to that. (laughs) No, it's fine. I I know. Don't listen to like the first. (laughs) Oh, no. It makes me uncomfy. I don't think I could. It hurts me. It's fine. Okay. Well, it's fine. It's fine. It shows our growth. I'm Hannah. I'm Emily. Here we are. All right. Anyway, I don't know where we left off. <laughs> I don't either. Um, we were having some technical. Hannah, difficulties. Hannah's in Maine right now. Yeah. <laughs> Hannah's in Maine right now, which just looks freaking incredible, but there's not like the best Wi Fi. So, um, bear with and it's us. raining. So I feel like it gets a little bit worse when it rains. So, mm. so that's, that's mm-hmm, the situation. Mm-hmm. But we're, we're working with what we have. My view is beautiful. I mean, I'm looking at a bunch of beautiful birch trees and pine trees, and the rain's coming down. And it's very that sounds lovely. It's, it's nice. Well, that does sound yeah. really nice. We're going to talk about <laughs> my fun employment coming to an end and kind of what the process is, yes. what it looks like for me after travel nursing for. Oh my gosh, well, I hit my actually like five year anniversary a couple days ago of when I left first. Oh my God. Wow. That is so wild. I feel like then this is the perfect episode to be talking about. Yeah. This week, maybe. I'm I'm what you can call a pro (laughs) in travel nursing now. So. So I'll yeah. let you guys know what, yeah, what my process kind of looks like and um, what I do first and mm-hmm. how I stay organized, which I'm not a very organized person, but it works for me. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah. We want this to kind of be like a little little survival guide for you guys, tips and tricks um, from both of our experiences, but Hannah is much more of a pro than I am, so... Um, yeah, I'll kind of start like, so when are you looking to start your next assignment? And then when do you start looking for jobs? Yeah, I'm looking to start my next assignment. Ideally would be mid-September, but you always should have like an idea of when you want to start in mind, but also just be aware that like everything might not go 100% as planned. So having that extra money money in your bank account just in case or having a backup plan or knowing that like, okay, it might actually be beginning of October or something and being okay with that is important, I think. Um, and usually I feel like if you go on and look at jobs that are available, it's always going to show a start date about a month out and sometimes even earlier. Like some jobs right now, want you for like mid-August which is a little unrealistic like you have so much to complete in those two weeks before you can start Mm -hmm. but I mean sometimes they want you ASAP um, but I would say like a month out is pretty general Um, so I'm kind of right there where it's like okay I have like a month and a half you know it's starting to get more serious like the jobs that I'm actually seeing could be um the job that I actually end up accepting and the pay packages are going to be pretty close to what I would be offered to. Okay. Yeah. I feel like a month and a half is like pretty, like that's what 
I did too earlier if I could, but because I'm a freaking planner yeah. and a half. But <laughs> do you feel and like in your experience, do you feel like places have been okay with like a plus or minus a week or two start date if you need it? I think so. Yeah, especially if you are everything they want in a candidate and your resume looks good and they know that they want you I think they'll work with you um they'll be like okay yeah you can start the next Monday or whatever works um I feel like yeah in my experience I have not had a problem with that because I mean if you think about it rarely is the perfect start date gonna work out for the facility and the individual I think Mm -hmm. yeah yeah you kind of have to be flexible on both ends to get someone that's the right fit for the job or like find a job that's the right fit for you so that's fair yeah no that's super fair especially if it if you are like a staff nurse (laughs) trying to you know quit your staff job and find a travel assignment you really do need to look ahead and make sure that there are jobs in the area that you want to go to or like that they are going to be paying enough um you know, to make it worth it to travel. Not that like the pay is the only thing that's important, but I mean, it's definitely a big factor. The experience is incredible, right. but you also want to be make, make sure you're like compensated enough and you're not like losing money from, you know, going from your staff job. Um, Especially with duplicating. And yeah, expenses. the whole. Mm-hmm. Yes, you need to, it definitely needs to be worth it. And yeah, the licensure process in each state is just a joy a joy to to go about i'm fucking sick of that and i'm fucking sick of the taxes oh my god yeah like i yes yes it's awful because you have to pay taxes in each state that you worked then you have to pay taxes in your home state and you have to file in all the different places and it's just like an absolute bitch but I feel like this is not the same, but when I've like switched jobs in the middle of a year or two or like had another like PRN or like, you know, per diem job on top of it and I get like a million W-2s or W-4, I can't remember what they're called, W-2 or (laughs) W-4, whichever one it is, (laughs) you get a million of them and you have to do your taxes and I'm like, this is the worst. (laughs) It seriously is. Like I was just talking to my grandmother this morning about it and I was like... I thought, like, you, I always think, oh, you know, travel nursing is coming to an end. Like, (laughs) the chapter is closing for me. But no, 2023, I'm still going to have at least four states because I'll have West Virginia and Pennsylvania where I worked and my home state and then wherever I end up getting my next assignment. And then my home state is now New Jersey. So that's four at least. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I just can't escape. (laughs) You can't escape. It's one of like, I wouldn't say a drawback of travel nursing, but it's definitely like a challenge um, and can get very frustrating uh, to do your taxes. But overall, mm-hmm. it's worth it. That only happens once a year, right? <laughs> like, if I can do it, you can do it. Um, That's all I got to say. I mean, is it annoying? Yes. yes. But you can absolutely do it. It's Yeah. But it's important. Like, 
Emily, Emily and I like talk about this all the time, but I feel like it's important to talk about sure the fun parts of travel nursing and like all the places we've gotten to go and like all the places we've explored and people we've met and like our relationship has come out of travel nursing and we're forever grateful and we'll always say it's the best thing we've ever done. However, if people Mm -hmm. only focus on the good things, it's just not realistic. Like life has, you know, the good and the bad and, and travel nursing has good and bad too. So like before you sign up for it, it's important to know the the hard parts and mm-hmm. all the background stuff yeah. before you actually get there i totally agree it's really it definitely is important to know what you're getting yourself into because i literally had no idea um <laughs> had zero idea what i was doing when i started and i yeah. wish that i would have you know had a podcast like this or like the podcast that i've listened to because totally. it's like yeah i would have loved to have known work with multiple agencies like you can you don't have to do this for your insurance or like if you go to this many different states like you will have to do taxes in each state and just every little all of these little like more annoying like nuisancey type details um i would have loved to have known so yeah we're we're happy to share them with you but (laughs) yes you guys will be much better prepared yeah than we were Mm mm-hmm Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, is there a time that you get like I guess stressed about jobs? Like or like a time frame? Like if you're like, ooh, I haven't like found anything and I really want to go to this place, like is there a kind of a time frame that you get stressed or do you like just kind of readjust your life or yeah. expectations or I'm stressed now. <laughs> Okay. But but I would also say like Talk about it. I'm stressed. Help. Help. <laughs> I mean, it's just um I don't normally like Okay, I I do normally live in chaos. I do do that to myself. I am used to living mm-hmm. in, in chaos. But I'm starting to realize that I would like to start in a month and a half and I would like to have a job and housing nailed down before Bali, mm-hmm. which is in like a little over two weeks from now. Like the, 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 um, okay. The, what am I trying to say? The chances of me being able to do any tasks while I'm in Indonesia is very low. Zero. Are very low. Yeah. I'm like, I don't want to do I'm, that. No. Yeah. So I'd love to have everything figured out and like nailed down beforehand. But but I'm also realistically, it might not happen just because, okay, let's say I do find an assignment. They accept me next week. I don't have my license yet. So I don't even know if that's going to happen. But let's just say I do get an assignment next week. Okay, that means I have to go get drug screen, go get like, well, fingerprinting for my license, but fingerprinted, like background check. Yeah. Um, I do have, I just renewed my CPR, so that's good. I don't have anything like that to do, but it's just, they send you mm-hmm. a laundry list of things that you need to complete before the start of your contract. And yeah, I don't know. It's just, it might, I, I might okay. realistically have to start I- after TravCon. Yeah. 
I mean, now I, okay, now that you like say all of that, I definitely understand your stress because I'm like, oh, you have like a month and a half, right? But you really don't. You're not going to be present for half of that. Three weeks. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, and it does, like they do, they send you this list of all of this shit that you have to get done and it's time sensitive and you are mm-hmm. expected to just like drop everything and like spend six hours at Centura to get your fucking <laughs> physical and like drug screen. <laughs> um, and we need to fucking yeah. cut this out, but I've been smoking a lot of weed. So your girl is not getting your drug screen done <laughs> anytime soon. You need, yeah, you gotta, you gotta rein that in. You gotta stop. <laughs> Oh gosh. Yeah. That it yeah. just it does it puts a lot of pressure like the the transition between assignments or between your fun employment to a new assignment like there's n- it's not ever going to be stress free. Um and some yeah. some scenarios are much more stressful than others. Yeah, and like this is totally um, like my fault, you know. I mean, so just if you're a first-time traveler, like, I feel like people wouldn't do this. Like, oh, I'm just going to casually go to Bali and Hawaii right before the start of my first contract. Like, you're probably mm-hmm. not going to do that. So I would say, like, plan on being in somewhere that you consider home to be able to complete your tasks. And you'll be fine. But, yeah, I think I start getting stressed if I have, like, a, a timeline where I'm like, okay, I want to start working by this time. And... Well, I'm looking mm-hmm. at jobs and I see jobs, but I only see nights. Or it's not the shift I want or or the it's com- the market is more competitive mm-hmm. nowadays. So the jobs get scooped up a lot faster than they used to like five, six years ago when Em and I started. So, um, yeah, I just think um, trying yeah. to remain calm <laughs> and just know that like something will work out. It just might not be your ideal location or shift. You got to be flexible. Mm -hmm. So are you looking like on all platforms? Like what are you looking only with, you know, your one recruiter? Like how are you looking for your assignment right now? So far I've just used my main recruiter um, because he, I know that he'll like push my application and find, he will be able to find me something. So I'm just kind of focusing mm-hmm. on him for right now. But then I think I've, I mean, I've seen other hospitals, uh, other jobs open up um, in the area that I'm looking. So I think that like I might have to branch out a little bit to have more options. I think, um, you know, putting your egg, all your eggs in one basket can be limiting. Um, so I, yes. I think that's going to be yeah. my next step. Yeah, when I like first started, I really did only use one one travel company and I really had no idea that there were like uh, like that that company didn't have other jobs or like you know, or right. didn't have certain hospitals that have to like switch companies. I had no fucking idea. So, yeah, yeah I, I feel like I did limit my options um a lot with that. Definitely. Um so yeah. and that's the beauty of I'm Vivian just doing guys. Mm-hmm. I'm actually actively doing a quick search on Vivian right now to see what what I see. And there's one, two, three, four, 
There's five jobs posted in the area you're currently looking, uh, but they're all nights. And yeah. one's up so that's- north a little bit. Yeah, that's... I, I'm not doing nights, but I might pretend that I'll do nights and um, talk to the manager <laughs> and be like, Actually, Yeah, right. Like, you want to be able to just, like, get in and get that, that interview with them. Yeah. And see and then kind of what your options there. are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you might be able to, you know, if you're willing to be somewhat flexible, like they may too, if they want you and, you know, your resume looks good and they are interested. Or they may be like, no, we have 10 more applicants sitting mm-hmm. on the desk and we're going to take the person that will do nights. So, but it's, yeah. it's worth asking. What do you think you're going to do if like that happens? Like if there's no place for days what do you think your plan is <laughs> probably um probably cry and then um <laughs> i i'm really just hoping that i can manifest day shift i don't want to even think about it <laughs> i think so yeah let's I, manifest it everyone manifest the day shift for hannah please. and it's gonna happen please like because... needs to happen I just can't do it anymore, guys. I'm almost 30. Really? I can't, like, I, I mean, I was going to say you couldn't pay me enough to go back, but you probably could. Um, it just have to be a lot of money. <laughs> you probably but could. It really? Yeah, I mean, you, you did it <laughs> recently. You did it recently. But. Yeah, it was terrible. Yeah. It's awful. I mean. Quite terrible. I like to think that, I don't know, like I always say I'm never doing it again and then like I somehow find myself doing it again. But Mm -hmm. I don't know, like would I just suck it up for a contract? Would I do that just to get there? Because that's like a slippery slope. Yeah. And then if I extend, try to like switch to days or... Or do I yeah. just say, fuck it, it's I'm a toughie. going staff somewhere. Like, that doesn't make me work nights. I don't know. Right. But also, that's tough, too, because how do you get a staff position in days? I have no idea. Well, yeah, I might have to do a whole career change at that point. But let's hope it doesn't come to that. <laughs> you might. And that's I'm not, that's like, okay. that, you know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You still mm-hmm. you still love love what you do so much. <laughs> like what else can I do? Um yeah. what's next? What's next? <laughs> um yeah, you mentioned that you are working on your license process right now. So what does that look like for getting a license in a new state or like what are you working on? Yeah. Well, um, my new home state is New Jersey, which it used to be as well, like when I first started travel nursing, but then it switched when I was like permanently living in Pittsburgh, PA became my home state. So Mm -hmm. now I'm back to New Jersey. And since then, New Jersey has become a compact state, which I guess I kind of knew, but I didn't really know. And 
now I'm required mm. and I've never worked in New Jersey as a nurse before, but I'm still required since <laughs> I'm claiming it as my home state to get a New Jersey nursing license, which at the end of the day will make my life easier because then I will have the compact license, which is great. I mean, yes. that's going to save me so much money and, uh, you know, applications and fingerprinting and all the craziness. So, um, so now I have to kind of finish that application, get fingerprinted, and then hopefully it doesn't take too long and then that will help me. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Moving forward, I guess. Yeah. So you have to get fingerprinted to get the compact license? I think so. To get fingerprinted for fucking everything. What the f- That's so crazy to me like because I feel like I just, I don't fully remember getting my Colorado compact license, but I think that I just had to, um, like, show that I lived here permanently or, like, had an address. Hmm. Hmm. I think it's like the FBI clearance hmm. thing. Weird. I don't understand this whole shit. Like, it should just be you go to a state and you have a license. Like, it's just, or like it a universal be. nursing license for every state. Because it's ridiculous, the process that we have to go through to credential It's like, clearly, yourself or you can look state. me up on nurses. Go, like, go on nurses, mm-hmm. type in my name, there I am. Clearly, I'm registered. I have, like... Eight different licenses. It's dumb. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let me work. <laughs> and then you have to keep up with all of them and pay so to renew all of them. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so expensive. I mean, it's really just like a money game. That's why. Totally. Each state has their, you know, that's that's why some states don't want to be in the compact. But then that they still find a way to charge you. To become, like, to get a compact license in a certain state. It's just ridiculous. It is. Um, I was just going to... I know we talked about this in a previous episode, but some peop- some newbies here might not know what we're talking about. So, nursing compact states are... There's a lot, actually. Holy moly. Um, uh Idaho, Montana, it's probably North easier to say the Dakota. ones that aren't compact. Right, you're right. There's, I didn't. It's crazy because, like, if you don't live in a compact state, like you're screwed. Which is was the case for me because I had taken my NCLEX in PA, and PA I think is working on it, but they're not. They're mm-hmm. still not compact. So then, when I started travel nursing, I was just basically screwed. But if you live in a compact state, then you're able to transfer that license, like without. I mean, you don't have to do anything, right? It's just is what it is. It's just compact, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You would know exactly. better than me because I've never yeah. had one. Yeah, you just like can go to any compact state. It doesn't. You have to do anything different. Hmm. God damn! I wish I had that five years yeah. ago. I'm pissed. <laughs> yeah, it's. I mean, yeah, maybe you should have just kept like New Jersey as your home state always and been compact, but that's hard. It's fine. So the ones that are not are Washington, Alaska, Minnesota, Illinois, Michigan, New York, Massachusetts, it looks like. And Connecticut, question mark? California. And Hawaii? California. What are these gray ones? California, um, Oregon, and Nevada, I guess. I think they're ones that are, like, talking about it. Like, the legislature is trying to be passed. Okay. 
are the grayed grayed what, out ones what on are the, the map. What's yeah, the light blue. Um, Send Pennsylvania's it over light blue. Okay, I'm like, what is this? <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm like, tell me. Why don't you know? Um, why isn't there? There's like no guy. Like, thanks. We could only guess. Yeah. So stupid. States with pending legislation are Alaska, Illinois, Massachusetts, Michigan, Minnesota, New York, Rhode Island. Okay. States without are the American Samoa, California, Connecticut, D.C., Hawaii, the Mariana Islands, I don't know where that is, or in Nevada and Oregon. And, um, yeah, PA, I guess, is awaiting implementation. Also, that's hilarious. That map is wrong. Look at the look at New England, um, the purple. It's like the purple one above the states without uh-huh. the le- legislation for the ENLC. Look at New England and where Rhode Island and Connecticut are. What the fuck? What? <laughs> and where Delaware? This map has has Rhode Island as Connecticut and Connecticut as I think. New Jersey, and then Delaware is not even in the right spot. New Jersey, it's like an arrow pointed to, like, a line. Nothing. Guys. Well, that's not a very nurse.org. Yeah, so basically, I don't know if California will ever be a compact state. Um, It's really annoying to me that Connecticut hasn't passed that yet, because that would be really uh, helpful for me. Um. I, I don't know if the, if they will either, but my I just I I mean I get it because it's like a money thing, but I don't get it because it's very inconvenient. Yeah, it sucks. Okay. Um, that's I guess that. I'll, I'm, I'll be excited um, once I actually have it. But yeah, that's what I'm working on. So that could be a holdup with me getting an assignment. Mm-hmm. I think it just depends how long it takes. But yeah, we'll um, yep, yeah, I know. It's that other part of it, like, we harp on this a lot or reiterate it, is, like, the flexibility aspect of being a travel nurse. You just, like, have to be. And if you're not, you're going to make yourself miserable. Yeah. And, like, if you're a staff nurse right now and you want to travel, don't quit your job yet. (laughs) Like, don't quit your job until you have a travel contract lined up have everything lined up first and then you can do it yeah uh biggest tip there um and then if you're like me and you're doing fun employment just make sure you have you save your money up like you have to be able to have a cushion for however many months you want to take off and um Mm -hmm. make sure that you can actually financially do that yeah absolutely really got to plan ahead Really got to plan ahead. Um, because so with looking is for like one of the best benefits. Sorry. It's okay. We're like <laughs> super lagged. Sorry, guys. Uh, so we're talking over each other. Um, no, and I and I wish that I had taken advantage of that. It's like 
such a regret of mine um, when I think of my travel nursing experience, but it's fine. Um, I was going to talk about your, like, so now, okay, we talked about finding the assignment, you know, the licensing process, and then tell me your process for finding a place to live. Okay. So the smart thing to do would be to look at housing after you kind of like signed the contract. Like you don't want to just bank on, oh, I think I want to have a contract here. It's going to work out. So I'm going to find housing first. There's no harm in looking, but you really shouldn't nail that down until after you have your assignment. Um, but yeah, I mean, look at Furnish Finder. That's, I, I think it's the best place to find affordable furnished short-term housing. Um, I've had all really good experiences on there. Um, and everybody on there has been trustworthy and, um, it's, I will say it is very time consuming to find housing. That's one of the things that takes the longest mm-hmm. amount of time because, you go through a huge list and you're kind of trying to figure out what area you want to be in and then you're weeding out your like what your budget is and then for me like I'm going to be by myself so um a little basement apartment is fine but I want to make sure that it has a kitchen like I want to be cooking it's going to be 3 months so you have to keep that in mind um you know if you're mm-hmm. fine with a microwave and a mini fridge and like that's about it like okay that's fine but for me I'm like no I want to make sure that I I can cook meals and make myself feel like it's my home so that for me is like Mm -hmm. a non-negotiable I definitely want a full kitchen I want washer washer dryer in the unit um because there's some that have like shared laundry or paid laundry which is not the end of the world but it's just something for you to consider it also depends on the location. Mm-hmm. Like if you're moving to New York City, like, okay, yeah, you're probably not going to find somewhere with laundry. Um, or if you do, it's going to be significantly more expensive because it's probably an updated unit. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, just keeping in mind um, where where you're going to be and like what the average, um, you know, price is per month for places. And then for me, I have a pet. So then I'm like weeding through and I'm like, okay is this place pet friendly? And then sometimes they say they're not pet friendly, but then if you message them and you explain to them that you're fat, that you're fat, that your cat is fat and lazy and sleeps for 20 hours, then, and doesn't scratch furniture, then they'll be like, Oh, that's fine. Like I'd be okay with that. Or I'd consider that. Um, so Mm -hmm. it just takes a long time to message everybody. And I write everything down and I take notes and then I cross ones off as people respond. And, um, yeah, it just can take a while, a but idea. it's worth sitting down, I think, and and um, taking the time to make sure that you find a place that's um, going to be a good fit for you, good location, and everything else on your list. Mm-hmm. How do you go about finding a place like in a good location in a new city? Well, I think usually I hopefully have like a contact there. Like I know at least somebody that I can kind of ask and bounce ideas off of and be like, is this a good, is this a good area? Is this sketchy? Um, and if you don't have that, then find that. I think, you know, find people in Facebook groups, ask questions, go to the gypsy nurse, Facebook group, post a question. People are there to help and people are very responsive on there. So I would just Mm -hmm. double check. I think it's better to, to be pretty sure 
And also I would say, I mean, I've talked about this before, but I usually FaceTime with the owner of the house um, to make sure that they're real and to make sure that the house is legit because I don't want to get scammed. And I never have been, but I think, you know, you hear these crazy stories. So I think it's a pretty good idea to, for that. And then I think they take you seriously too. Cause they're like, Oh, she's real. You know? Mm-hmm. That's a good idea. I don't think I ever actually did that because I never thought of it being like an option to do. Um, mm-hmm. I did actually, well in Boston, I went to actually see the place before I committed to it. Um, yeah. which was nice, but yeah, I think that is a great idea. And if they say no, that's really weird. <laughs> Right, like, that's probably a red flag. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, like, why won't you let me see it? Thanks. Um, yeah. No, I think that is a really good idea, just to kind of do your due diligence and find, uh, make sure the place is right for you. And maybe then you can kind of talk to them about the area a little bit better. Um, and things that they like to do around there would probably be a good a good contact that you could make. Um, yeah. You're I do think the gypsy nurse... I was going to say, I think the Gypsy Nurse Facebook group uh, is awesome. It's a great resource. So definitely utilize that. Be a part of it. Just kind of like scroll. People also post housing in there as well. So you can find housing that way um, or Furnished Finder or Airbnb, uh, mm-hmm. things like that. Yeah, agreed. Um, you can also like cut costs by find, trying to find a roommate on the Facebook pages like if you're like hey does anybody mm-hmm. is anybody heading to Portland Oregon for a contract like and would you be interested in having a roommate like a lot of people do that and find a two bedroom and then it's i mean instead of paying $2000 for yourself like you're paying maybe you're paying like 1400 a piece or something you know so just depends mm-hmm. on your situation and your preferences, but that's just, that's always an option too. And it's a fun way to kind of make a friend and have someone to do things with. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was also going to say that if you FaceTime somebody who owns it, like it's cool to be able to get a better understanding of the property because you can only say so much in, in a, the blurb on Furnish Finder or like in pictures, sometimes mm-hmm. it looks different than in, in real life. And you'll maybe realize, oh, this is like an attic apartment, like above someone's house, or like this is a, um, a little house they have like behind their actual home. And like, we're going to have a shared, uh, backyard space, or like you kind of can understand what the situation is a little bit better. Um, Mm -hmm. which I think is good before committing to anything so that you, you know, you're sure that you're comfortable with everything. Mm Mm-hmm. Especially if you are going to have like a shared space with someone like and if it's that person that you're FaceTiming, you can kind of get a vibe for them. And if you guys will get along and using that shared space, will it be awkward or not? Like if you don't like them or, you know, if you don't vibe. So um, one thing I was thinking about with, you know, you traveling in a couple weeks and like having to have everything ready to go if you're submitted to an assignment what are all of those things that you want to have besides like your license um ready you know if you're yeah gonna be in the process of getting a job yeah it's gonna be super similar to what you would need for a staff job but I think just having everything 
like in one place so that you're not kind of scrambling around looking for everything when the time comes to submit because your recruiter will be like, okay, I'm submitting you, send me over, blah, 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 blah. So you're going to want to make sure that, well, for like Emily and I, you know, being NICU travel nurses, having NRP up to date and accessible, mm-hmm. whether it's on your phone, your computer, having that file ready to go. Um, BLS, like mine expired in June and I wasn't working, so I wasn't worried about it. And then I was like, I should probably do that. So, so that's ready and I don't have to worry about it. So I did that just on Zoom. And hey, guys, I have a great contact for um, getting your BLS recertification. It's on Zoom and um, it's super easy and he's great. And it's only for research. It's not for like your initial. Um, but if you need cool. his info, just let me know because he's it's great. It's super easy. I just did it from my couch in Maine. It was wonderful. Um, but anyway, having like your uh, BLS, all of your certifications that you would need for the job, having the um, license would be like ideal. Um, they a lot of times will want mm-hmm. you to have the state license in hand before you're considered. And then um, your immunization record, make sure everything's up to date there. You know, if it, if you're starting like in the fall, like you got to get that flu shot, you know, your COVID boosters, like all of those mm-hmm. kinds of things. Um, what am I missing? Can you think of anything else? I don't think so. Um, I mean, you usually have to send over a copy of like your driver's license and your social. Um, mm-hmm. So if you already have those files saved somewhere, that's helpful as well. Um, yeah, immunizations, BLS, NRP, PALS, ACLS, whatever you need. Um, sometimes they want a resume sent over, have that mm-hmm. ready. I think that's about it. But it's helpful so. to have that all like saved into one folder, like on your computer or on your phone. Like, make your life easier for yourself. Just have it in one location versus having to go. Um, oh, TB. You need to have mm-hmm. um, a recent like TB test or like your quantifieron or I feel like a lot of places just make you go and get another skin test, um, which is annoying, but. <laughs> yeah. I have pretty to do much it. get Some my places, blood drawn I, for everyone. Yeah. It's constant. Um, I feel like some places took a previous physical. I'm trying to remember. Maybe not. Or you could just take your physical documentation paper to your doctor if you needed to. Or send it to them if you had just had a recent physical. I think that's what I did. Like, I had a recent physical and I just sent her the paperwork and she, like, signed off on everything yeah. versus me having to go get another physical. Um. Yeah. It has to just be within a year, I think. Yeah, that sounds about right. I will say they, like, the recruiter and, well, it's not the recruiter. It's the agency side. It's the, what's the other word? The the person that helps you with your tasks. (laughs) You know what I'm talking about? The recruiter? The credentialing person? The credentialing analyst, yeah. Yes, I will say that they... If you have a good one, I mean, you, they're typically very helpful um, and they will look and see, mm-hmm. here's everything that you need. Here's everything that you don't have. And you send over the things that you do have and then whatever's left, they will set up your appointments. Like they will send you, okay, you're going to go here. Give me your zip code. 
here's where you go for your drug screen. Here's where you go for your TV. Mm-hmm. Here's where you go to f- your, for your physical and bring your mask. They'll mail a mask, um, like a respirator to your house so that you can get your uh, mm. mask fit test done at your physical. So I think don't, I, I didn't really know this. Like when I first started, I thought I saw that I needed a physical. So then in my head, I'm like, I need to schedule this and blah, blah, blah. But I think it's almost easier to just let the credentialing analyst kind of set it all up for you because um yeah it's more organized and they'll send all your paperwork directly to your company um so it's not like you have to worry about like scanning over the documents and stuff it's just usually just your drug screen boom sent your tb boom sent like um so it it is nice like it, it it really uh they make it pretty easy um but i just didn't know that when i first mm-hmm. started and that stressed me out it added a layer of stress but really it, like they should be you just have to kind of go and do it <laughs> yeah you have to find that time but yeah they do they do help you quite a bit through the whole process word word <laughs> like um <laughs> we'll talk about some other stuff too like as Hannah gets closer to her next assignment, like how she's packing and like, you know, moving all of her stuff across the country and, you know, starting that new job and what it's been like. But um, those are just kind of our general like tips and tricks that for things that happen between, you know, every assignment or when you're starting a new assignment that we wanted to talk to you guys about. Yeah, just kind of what to expect in this period of time that I'm kind of going through because it's very fresh for me right now. So it's easy mm-hmm. to talk about, but yeah. And then we can, like Emily said, there's going to be, there's a lot more to talk about with travel nursing. I know we've had previous episodes on it, but um, we get questions still constantly about it. So, um, mm-hmm. and we could talk about it forever. So yeah, we'll definitely make more yes. as uh, the process continues and I'm excited to share with you guys. I hope it's That's... been helpful for you. <gasps> yes. Yes, we hope so too. And if there's any questions that you want us to answer, shoot us a DM and we will absolutely do so on the pod. All right. Talk to you guys next week. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. I feel like we got some good stuff in there. Maybe. This podcast is produced by Emily Richardson and Hannah Quirk. The intro music is by Dan Lemire. Please help us out and rate, review, and subscribe. You can find us on Instagram at drunkordelirious or send us an email at drunkordelirious at gmail.com.